I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour. Just a quick reminder for you all, tomorrow night on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time, we are going to be going live on Instagram, and the vibe is a glass of wine and a deep dive into a really fascinating topic. I'm not going to tell you guys what the topics are ahead of time because I don't want you guys to judge a book on its cover. But just trust me, it'll be something fascinating and hopefully something you don't already know about and can explore for the first time or at least on a deeper level. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the news for today because we have a lot to go over. First up, we have protests that have turned violent in Cuba. So thousands of Cubans have taken to the streets in recent days to protest any number of things, lack of COVID-19 vaccinations, their economic crisis, food shortages, power outages, and their dictatorship in general. You see, tourism was actually a main source of income for the island up until the pandemic, where it slowed to a stop as it did everywhere else. Of course, the president blamed these shortages on U.S. sanctions against the country, failing to acknowledge that those sanctions were a reaction to bad actions on the part of the Cuban government and that COVID was actually a main driver behind most of these woes. The government reacted to these protests with police, tear gas, countless arrests, and turning off the internet on the whole island so as to cut off organizers from social media. At this point, protests turned violent with the protesters picking up cobblestones literally from the street and throwing them at police. Both an AP photojournalist and a video journalist were assaulted during these events by police officers and pro-government protesters, which were only about 300 compared to the thousands protesting against the government. Biden said of these protests, quote, We stand with the Cuban people and their clarion call for freedom and relief from the tragic grip of the pandemic and from the decades of repression and economic suffering to which they have been subjected by Cuba's authoritarian regime, end quote. This truly could be a watershed moment for the island of Cuba. It's always been a daunting task to overthrow a whole regime. But if any country is capable of ousting their communist leadership, I think it's Cuba because of their small size and the ferocity of their people, especially with the United States close by 
and their major dynasty having just ended. If they were able to, perhaps it would give hope and a template to other populations looking to topple their communist regimes, such as Russia and China. We shall have to wait and see. And for our next story, we're discussing how the heat wave has turned fiery. So as we reported earlier in the summer, most of America is actually in the throes of a serious heat wave, which I have to say is randomly skipping us here in Oklahoma. We actually usually see highs into the hundreds consistently at this time of year, but instead are left with balmy highs of 88. Strange. I'll take it especially when compared to how the rest of the country is doing. But anywho, these heat waves really got out of control over the past few days as wildfires have engulfed parts of the United States. The two largest forest fires are in northeastern California and southern Oregon. One of the fires even took out three transmission lines, providing the state with about 5,500 megawatts of electricity. So the California state grid operator has called for power conservation from everyone in the state, especially between the hours of 4 and 9 p.m. There have been evacuations in some areas and emergency responders are working as hard as they can to rescue people, and slow the spread of the fire. And for our next story, we're discussing some new space exploration. So as we have covered a lot on here, space exploration is becoming an area of straight-up competition for business titans right now with lots of money and little boy dreams of space exploration. This time, the news is about Richard Branson, the 70-year-old British founder of the Virgin Group, which controls more than 400 companies. If you're not familiar with him, he's a silver fox with this flowing white hair and a fuzzy red goatee that he somehow manages to rock. And now he's on a mission to make space exploration attainable for the average Joe. On Sunday, he and his company, Virgin Galactic, which he actually founded back in 2004, took a flight to the very edge of outer space and came back safely. Basically, a carrier plane takes a spaceship right to the edge and then kind of pops them out to where they're hovering on their own for a little while. In the live stream video he conducted, we saw Branson and the other passengers actually experience weightlessness. And then they simply glided back down to Earth, landing safely in New Mexico. Brandon, giddy like a child, told news reporters that the whole thing was quote-unquote magical. Sounds like it. So when do the rest of us get to try? So for our next story today, we are discussing an update on the Haiti situation. 
So a third American has now been linked to the assassination of Haiti's president. A Floridian doctor by the name of Christian Emmanuel Sanin was supposedly plotting to become the next president of Haiti himself by hiring a team of mercenaries to kill the Haitian president. But it's still a little unclear as to how he thought that this would make him president. But they have discovered this YouTube video of the man from 2011 in which he appears to be sort of campaigning about corruption in Haiti and how he would be a solution. It's honestly all very crazy, but unfolding really quickly. We're going to try to keep you guys as up-to-date as possible. Stay tuned. And for our last story today, we have just a super quick tidbit, but I had to mention it because it's a big deal. Italy beat England in competition for the Euro Cup in a shootout and therefore a very dramatic ending. Both teams had chips on their shoulders for different reasons, but ultimately Italy won out in the end. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, We never realize how frozen we are until someone starts to melt our ice. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.